Tony. Yes. I got a question for you. Okay. What child is this? <laughs> when I was a kid, I never liked that song, <laughs> to be honest. And we should talk about that. Yeah, we should <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> what child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Whether your holidays are happy or sad, Happy Life Studios is here to help make your holidays happier. Actually, now that I think about it, your mom probably posed the same question over and over when you were a child. What like child, what child is, is this? <laughs> Whose child is this? Yeah. You think the guy writing us was like, what child is this? I thought we could find out. Hey, do you know anything about this song, Tony? I do. I'm not real big on this song either, yeah. honestly. It was never much for me. No. I thought it was always thought it was kind of boring. Right. However, the story is not. Yeah. The story behind it. Actually, I still don't necessarily like to listen to the song, but I like the story of the, the song. Story, exactly. <laughs> uh, my wife's name is Carol. Nobody really knows this. She's born on December 20th, and she's Carol with a K, and her parents specifically named her that because she's a Christmas, Christmas baby. Child. Yeah. She's a Christmas Carol. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And she collects, uh, well, she collects a lot of Christmas stuff. You've been in her house right. for Christmas. Um, but she collects old Christmas hymn books, song books, chorus books. She has. Interesting. That would yeah. make sense. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to say that, that I love being around your house at this time because you guys are pulling. I'm like family here, so you guys are pulling stuff out of the boxes and and decorating, and I just get to sit and watch it decorate. I help you sometimes <laughs> a little bit, but I love your knickknack thing where you must have on the wall. I don't know how to describe it, but there's like it goes on the wall and it has little slots everywhere and you have all these little figurines oh it's a type tray a type tray it's called yeah. okay oh it was like for for a printing press or right. something right yeah but you you put it on its on its edge yeah and you put characters in little things in it in the it's really cool I don't know how else to explain it maybe I'll put a picture <laughs> that on but then you have I'll talk about all the claymation movies like we talked about in you know Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer podcast but you know you have all these figurines in there from Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and all of them have a Santa Claus, but you know which Santa Claus goes with Rudolph and which one goes with the abominable snowman. <laughs> but anyway, that's my favorite part of all your decorations, but it's fun to be around your house. I like to decorate for the holidays anyway, but it's fun to be at your house because you guys really yeah, we do like, it up. We like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I got another friend that starts celebrating the day after Halloween. That's usually the deal around here. Yeah. <laughs> we live off by ourselves in the woods. Nobody knows. That's so. okay. That's <laughs> yeah. I actually talked Christine into into. Um, so I can never set up until after Thanksgiving, but this year she's like, you know what? That corner is kind of dark. Like, <laughs> we can set the tree up, but we can't put any Christmas ornaments on it yet. But I got to set the Christmas tree up, you know, before Halloween, or before Thanksgiving. So that's good. What child is this? Laid to rest. That we should lay this to rest and get on with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Save me, Tony. Yeah. Talk. Say something. 1865. <laughs> We're back to then again. Much like Oh Holy Night was the same time period. Interesting. Yes. So uh, the story intrigued me. I work with people with disabilities. I work with people who have encountered sickness. My brother was often 
sick in children's hospital for long uh, periods. He, uh, when he would get sick, he would he was a writer. He would write when he he was in this thing called an iron lung. And sometimes he could be stuck in it for days or weeks because uh, it would help him breathe. But he would still be inspired, still do things. You know, when he would go through these down and hard periods. And in fact, some of the down and hard periods were some of the greatest stuff that God pulled out of him during those times. My brother. Interesting. So I think I connected this story maybe because of that so much. But there was a man named William Dix in England. He sold insurance. You know, it's like the joke selling insurance is just like the most blah, plain job right. out there. Right. And uh, and he had a son yeah. uh, and a grandson, and uh, his name was, and it's just so funny, he called him Ha-Ha. And then uh, <laughs> he played for the Packers years later. And can I have him be a part of the story? Yeah, hey, so, I'm a historian. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember when we were talking about that? We were talking about things that are sick and going to die. So this is talking about the Packers would be apropos. Oh, ouch. ouch! Tony's a Steelers fan. I'm a Packers fan. I live in Seattle. Tony lives in Green Bay, outside of Green Bay. That just doesn't. doesn't you do, I can't argue with that point right now. Actually. So back to. The story. Yeah. By the way, I do want to say though that that we did an interview on you know I interviewed you a while back. I'll put the 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 link actually which episode it was in the show notes. I don't know it off the top of my head, but where you talked about your brother oh, okay. and the story and the things that came out of that. It was a credible story with a lot of a lot of pain and hurt and tragedy. Honestly, but we talked about the great things that came out of it. Kim right. Daniel, even my friendship with you. That's yeah. a great thing to me. And so anyway, so this guy. Um, was a just a blonde insurance salesman, but he right. had some tragedy happen in his They life? got really sick, and I don't, I've never been able to find out what disease or what he had that made him so sick, to the point of he almost died a few times. And he was bedridden for a number of years in this process. And um, in, in fact, it, it, went, it lingered so long that he kind of dove into this, you know, severe depression during the time too. But during the time, he started writing poems and started writing hymns. And kind of became a prolific songwriter during this whole down period. Wait a minute. So in all his sickness, that's right. when he became known right. for being a prolific. Yeah. He was not a – didn't delve into much of that before. He was just into insurance. But it was being sick in this depression period in his life that brought out this thing in him. And one of the things – one of the few things he had to read laying in bed for those few years was the Bible. Okay. And so he read over and over and had kind of – an awakening of God inside him and uh, through his reading and then felt the need to pour that out in some way. And so uh-huh. poetry and hymns became a way. Um, so he's written a, a, quite a few hymns. Um, but during that period, he he wrote What Child Is This? is one of the poems he wrote. And uh, it maybe five, six years after he got better, it was published. And somebody read the words and that was a songwriter and said this needs to be put to music. And... Uh, used uh, an old song from, I don't know, sounds like maybe more than 100 years before, called Green Sleeves, which was not a song about Jesus or anything else. It was not a good song necessarily. but In fact, um, it, it had a reputation for being very salacious right, and yeah. a little bit edgy and sure. little, you know, especially for back in the day. Yeah. So to have a song about, you know, what child is sing about Jesus, right. they're supposed, it's, it represents purity, you know, that baby Jesus there and... and to, ha- to put it to a tune that was kind of questionable and salacious, you know, isn't that interesting? And it was called The Manger Throne when it was just a poem, and okay. when they turned it into a 
put it to music, they changed it to What Child Is, because that was the question. It was kind of from the shepherd's point of view, you know, trying to understand, you know, this was God Could you imagine as a child. shepherds, all the ages from like young teen, preteen years to older out in the field, and this angel shows up, and then it says, do not be afraid. That cracks me up right, right there, you know. <laughs> but then sends them into town. They follow the, here's this baby they had to have been asking all sorts of questions like oh, yeah. what child is this what right. The, right yeah and then the the song goes on i think in the later verses to kind of invite people into a relationship with jesus how important that is and so to, to start with asking that question i think is an important right. you know i think it, it christmas should bring that about in us to to want to ask those questions about you know Jesus was came, you know, yeah. God came down as a baby. Right. <laughs> Questions like, why is Christmas so powerful? Right. Why is it so magical, so warm? So why is the story about a baby laying in a bunch of hay move people all around the world? Right. Why, how can it, like we've talked in one of the other podcasts, how can it stop war for a night? What else right. could stop <laughs> war for 24 hours? What, what is it? Right. What child is this? What a, what a great point. Yeah. It's questions that we should be asking. Oh, definitely. I don't think it's about presents or birthdays would be like this. Right. You know, what makes this one so great? Yeah. And I, I, I think, again, one of the reasons I like Christmas is the visual. I'm very visual and, you know, I like the songs and all that, but it's the visual. You know, we've got a large manger scene in our uh, house and... Like, I like that visual. I like to look at that. I like I like the old TV kind of shows. True, except when I come out in the middle of the night and you're laying in the manger, that kind of ruins it for me. But, hey, if that's what you guys are into, that's fine, Tony. But they I'm should go on, actually. Me. They could probably access the video of you in the manger. That You upset quite a few people by doing that. I think my mom's still scarred from seeing that video of you in the, in the that manger. That totally fits in with what we've been talking about, too, in the last little podcast. you got to check it out. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can go to my... Uh, YouTube channel. I think it's youtube.com slash happy life studios or something like that. But no, it's, it's slash Steve O'Hayes actually. Um, but there's a, a thing in there where I, where Anthony, you know, Anthony, King Anthony, the 14th, whatever he is, <laughs> you got so many Tonys in your family or you Italian or something. Anyway, he put together the videos. I don't know how he did it, but he took me and put me as a, as a figurine, is that the right term? In the actual nativity, right. right? And I'm talking as Joseph. I'm talking as Mary. I'm talking as... And I'm actually in the nativity scene. It's nativity steve style. I think that was a, the theme. But the one that I did, Baby Jesus, oh my goodness, that creates some... It was the best steve video ever. <laughs> I loved it. Mary was good, too. <laughs> The best one ever, and yeah, you're you're one that said it scarred all these people, including well, my mom. mom. You know, but that's kind of what the story's about, right? Yeah, it's. I find it interesting that had he not gone through that ugly, can I call it ugly? It's sickness. It was a yeah. disease. It was had he not gone through that scary, right. terrifying. It sent him into depression. It was depression, so, you know. right? But he would have died as a. Ugh, yeah, insurance sales. Sounds I don't want to insult any insurance salesmen right. out there, but your life is more than insurance sales. Yeah. Just in, in my life is more than being a communicator. Tony's life is more than running Camp Daniel. Our right. lives are meant to to make the world happier, to make it greater, to make it better. That's why that's why God made us. That's really what Happy Life Studios is all about. It it so if if it wasn't for that dark time, we wouldn't have what child is this to this day. We wouldn't all the people's lives that were changed. He just would have kept on doing what right. he just did. 
he just would have kept on selling insurance. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's, it's the dark colors of the tapestry that make the bright ones stand right. out so much, you know. And I think if you're going through a dark, difficult time right now, um, I know it seems like a bad thing, but there's there's not necessarily all bad about that. God can use this. The Bible says all things work together for good, but then the rest of the sentence says to those who are called according to his purpose. And God has a calling for life. If we're not going to live out that calling or try right. to head down that calling, and this calling is all always about what, Tony? Other people, right? right? It's, it's always about somebody else making somebody's life better, make someone happy, and you'll be happy too. God's purpose is always about making our world, uh, the people around us, making them better. It's always about people for Jesus, for God. It was, it was always about making people better. When we follow that purpose, we begin to take these dark moments and beautiful things begin to happen out of them. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you can just look at Jesus' birth. I've written, done sermons about Joseph many times and, you know, he was born in a barn. Oh. It was, you know, the whole, the whole circumstances of that time in their lives how hard it was it was probably the hardest time in joseph's life you know and to have to I think i can't supply for my family right we're yeah. sitting here in a stable because i couldn't reserve right. in advance because i right and so what came out of that hard suffering time was you know and go full circle i mean jesus came to earth was born so he could die right so that he that's what makes this powerful baby so powerful because we know that he dies that he can live again through us, that right. his spirit comes back down to earth, lives inside of us, guides us. That's what makes... Easter is what makes Christmas so powerful, right. and Christmas is what makes Easter so powerful. And yet we don't count the days to Easter, you know, but maybe <laughs> we should. But it's that's the truth. If we, if we come full circle, when I think about, you know, we do a lot of podcasts, and I hope that I don't do it too much, but Camp Daniel is a powerful place. And I know I talk about it a lot because Camp Daniel's changed my life, but it wasn't. If it wasn't for all the pain that you guys went through and if it wasn't for the incredible brother that you had, Daniel, I mean, if he had his choice, he would have been out of that wheelchair in a heartbeat and you would have done it for him, you know? Sure. But all the beautiful things that have happened at Camp Daniel came out of one kid who became a young man, his hurt, his pain, his tragedy, just like this beautiful thing, what child is this, came out of yeah, yeah, all the poems and songs he wrote came out of not selling insurance, right. not doing business as usual, but the pain. So, Tony, to, to wrap this whole thing up, um, what would you say to somebody who is, let, let's say there's people, that it's Christmas, it's hard for them because it's the first Christmas or it reminds them, it's the first Christmas without somebody right. in their life that have gone on or that's happened a long time ago, but they still can't let it go you know we talked with someone the other day who whose dad passed away what a dozen years ago but right. still is driving around their father's car because it yeah. still brings back these right. memories you know so there's probably i know there's people at christmas time that are struggling or they don't have money to buy gifts like joseph couldn't take care of his family i know right. what that's like to if, if something doesn't happen i can't buy gifts for my kids i know what that's been like in the past and and but and even in life people that are going through some stuff and going why me god what what child is this pointing to themselves going, what am I, what is wrong with me that I have all these things happen? What would you say to those people? Well, I think the, the question in the song, that's the title of the song is what it's all about. I think we have choices to make 
And so I think often the choice is what question do we ask? And, you know, I, I think it's natural when we're going through really hard stuff to say, you know, why me or why this or why um, instead of I think if we allow ourselves to go all the way through that, the question we we can start with that question, but we need to end with a different question. It, it can't be why me it's and like why this. It's like the movie I Robot when the guy kept saying the hologram, right? It kept saying you're asking the right wrong question. exactly. And I think then it becomes you know what are you doing and what's happening and um, we just talked about this the other day the the anticipation of in the midst of something bad, like in, in the midst for me in ministry at Camp Daniel and the hardest things. My mind now tells me, well, some, God's doing, something's happening. Something good's coming out of this. Something really terrible is happening now, and it sucks, and I don't like this. And why is this happening? But, and then my next question always is, well, what are you doing, God? What's right. going on? And right. then to start anticipating. Because if you think about it, I never thought about this till now, but it wasn't just that Daniel, your brother, you know, lived in a wheelchair, spent many years of his life in, a, in an iron lung, right? Sure. But it was a question he asked before... He went to heaven when he asked you if you would run a camp for him. Right, yeah. Had he not asked that question, sure. had he just focused on his pain and his right. whatever, then, you know, he felt like he was called to do something great for God. We right. would call that ministry, but he felt he was called to, but his life never went down the path that right. he thought it was going to go. But the ministry that happened of his life, because he asked the other question. Right. Daniel didn't just say, why me? Right. He, he said, what am I doing about this? Yeah. And because of that. Because you never would have done this had he not asked right. you. you. You were mad at him when he asked you to run I the was. camp. I was. But I think that's the the whole point of this is, it's so you ask one question, which might be why me or why this. But if you, if you don't make the next step to the next question, then you're not living life as God wants you to. And we go through bad and hard things, and it's about that journey because you'll keep finding things like that. And then you anticipate what's next. Well, that you have to keep moving ahead for that to happen. And so you asked what I would tell people who are going through. This is the first Christmas without somebody or some hard suffering thing. It's I would just say don't stop. And that we're here. You're part of a community. You're part of something bigger. And if yeah. you if you if you stop, if you don't keep moving ahead, you won't get to the next question and then the next answer. And that's really what we all want is answers to our questions and the question we really should be asking it's okay to ask a question right why me and why oh yeah this me? I mean, that, that's we should yeah. right right i think jesus asked but that question <laughs> i think it's unhealthy to stop there is that yes, what you're saying exactly and we need to ask a question wait a minute how can i use this or who do you want me to help yeah. or what else do you want me to do with yeah. this or, or just simply as you know what are you doing and to just to, to ask that question you're aware and looking for something because I don't even think sometimes in the midst of hard, horrible things to say, you know, what do you want me to do? Or what I don't think most people are capable. I think in a sense, in the midst of sickness and depression and death and all the things that people encounter, it's it's just too hard to even ask that question. But just to, if you're willing to take the next step, then you're aware of the thing on the horizon when it shows up. Because it will, I guarantee it'll show up. Yeah. I promise that. Yeah. Like I know at the end of every hard and horrible thing. And then thing, there would become purpose right. to your, for your pain. Exactly. The simple message of don't give up and that something like that there is just to that I can't stop moving. I can't stop. Like it's not so life can't it. bury me under. I can't give up. Right. I got to keep moving. I'm not yeah. going to allow this right. to bury me. No matter how much it hurts, I have to keep because yeah. one day it's going to turn. Well, it could, they, yeah, but it's that anticipation of, and it, it and it, I, I do think it's that simple of the question, you know, to say what child is this, 
I think that's the beginning point of like when I hear what child is this, the question I hear is what child is this? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't. It a baby in a barn in a right. cow trough right. with hay. It doesn't make none of it makes any I sense. Everyone missed him when he showed well, up. Yeah. The shepherds who sure. were saying what child is right. this. Right. So and but if you're yeah, asking they were confused. Right. And I think that's what's important. It's good to ask that question instead of just being buried under and woe is me. If you're asking that question, but then keep asking the questions and keep looking out to what God has. You know, God has something. He's promised us that. We know that. But it never feels that way. (laughs) It feels, you know, endless and fruitless and worthless and, you know. And I think at that point you don't – your feelings are like a passenger. It's someone in the car. But you don't you don't kick them out of the car. But you they get out of you kick them out of the driver's seat. Right. <laughs> you know they either sit next to you or even sit in the back seat and try to be a backseat driver. But your feelings are legit. I mean, you have a yeah. There, there's a reason you feel what you feel. But if we just follow our feelings around, um, we're going to end up in some pretty ugly places. And that's when we tend to stop and right. quit. So no matter what your feelings are saying today, you can't quit. Yeah. You can't stop. Keep going. We need you. Yeah. And maybe we don't even. Maybe it's. William Dix, I don't know what I don't know what the story was at the time. He came out of his sickness and depression and apparently sold insurance again. But that song, it's 150 it years later, and we still sing that song in church and you know at Christmas time. And so, some questions, some things that happened during his darkest day, now influence people, you know, on in, in incredible ways. And like that's. I don't know. That brings me a lot of hope, to yeah. be honest. You know, yeah. that, that's how God works. And God says, if you seek me, you'll find me. He right. is, we talked about before, he is the truth. And so he will reveal himself if we just keep asking the questions. Right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Tony. Great story. Thanks. I hope that helps your holidays to be happier. Steve Ace.